It's the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels, and the narrative is starting to fall apart. But we talk about that every single day, but we've got more and more evidence of that. Two big things. The first thing is about the COVID-19 supposed vaccinations and how the deep state basically torpedoed anything Donald Trump was trying to do. The second thing is all about Hillary Clinton's supposed next run for the presidency. I think she's going to do it. But the first thing, this is from the Defender, Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s website, Children's Health Defense News and Views, and this is uh, by Judicial Watch that they mirrored. What Pfizer J&J COVID vaccine animal trials reveal about the shots' potential impact on major organs. Now, I've spoken about all kinds of ickiness associated with these vaccines, but around about two weeks ago, Everybody started to catch up to old Chris Michaels on the Last Call podcast. Judicial Watch today announced it received 466 pages of records from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services regarding biodistribution studies. So what is that? It's how the vaccines are transported and how the chemicals in the vaccines are transported across your body, the nanotechnology in there, that show a component of the vaccines developed by Pfizer-BioNTech For all this time, I said BioNTech, but it's BioNTech. Lipid nanoparticles, so uh, it's just ickiness, uh, were found outside of the injection site, mainly the liver, adrenal glands, spleen, ovaries, 8 to 48 hours after the injection. And we also found out that after autopsies of individuals that had the J&J shot, These injections uh, had the particles all over the place over 120 days after the injection. So Pfizer-BioNTech's mRNA-based COVID-19 vaccine relies on the lipid nanoparticles as a delivery system. Pfizer said on January 10th of 2022 that it used uh, that technology in Cominardi, but you can't get Cominardi anywhere. Cominardi is the approved version of Pfizer-BioNTech's mRNA vaccine. Now, I've got letters from Pfizer itself addressed to me personally that say that Cominardi is not available, they've got no intentions on making it available, nor do they have any idea when they are going to produce the approved version of this technology called Cominardi. So, in other words, you can't get it. Now, another article came out from Moderna. Moderna is going after this mRNA technology platform, this gene therapy platform, they've come out with a essentially a, uh, an mRNA gene therapy roadmap uh, that they intend to pursue over the next couple of years. They intend to create cancer vaccines, uh, HIV vaccines, uh, STD vaccines, all kinds of stuff. And this is not this kind of technology isn't going away. They used COVID nineteen to introduce it because under normal circumstances, people, human beings, don't need this kind of mRNA gene therapy. And oh, by the way, all of this stuff that Moderna is going after is prophylactic. In other words, even if you don't have any of the sicknesses that the vaccine is made for, you're still probably going to be mandated to get it. And this is the agenda that I've been speaking about 
where we talk about universal basic income, where, oh, you're going to get 1200 bucks a month for doing nothing. But the problem is, is that the only way that you can get $1,200 a month is if you abide by all of the mandates. If you're not up to date with your shots, you don't get no money. And another reason behind the cashless society push, the digital currency push, is to make sure that you do everything you're told to do. So in this case, if we're talking about universal basic income, if you're not up to date with your shots, you don't get any digital currency and you are not allowed to buy any food. Or if they deem uh, an outbreak of some kind of disease or virus that you are not inoculated against, that means your digital currency will only work within a certain distance from your registered address. So if they don't want you getting a big old sloppy cheeseburger 10 miles from your home, your digital currency will not be able to be used because it will not go through. The transaction won't go through. You have to be within X amount of miles from your home during that specific outbreak. That's the ultimate goal here behind all of this, and nobody is going to tell me different. That's just the way it's going. The records also show, going back to the article from The Defender, uh, that Johnson & Johnson, as part of its submission to the U.S. FDA for approval, did not include studies of the spike protein encoded in the J&J vaccine. Biodistribution is how they track how everything moves in your body after the injection. So what else is there? No safety pharmacology studies were conducted with the BioNTech vaccine, visors, as they are not considered necessary for the development of vaccines, according to the World Health Organization. Why wouldn't they do that? Why aren't there any safety pharmacology notes? Because they don't want you to know about it. Similarly, under pharma, uh, how do we say, pharmacodynamic drug interactions, non-clinical studies evaluating this with BioNTech were not conducted as they are generally not considered necessary. The Pfizer report notes that when lipid nanoparticles with a comparable composition to that used in the COVID-19 vaccine were injected into rats, total recovery of liquid... (laughs) Total recovery of lipid nanoparticles outside the injection site was greatest in the liver. So all of these lipid nanoparticles, these this nanotechnology, the graphene oxide heavy metals that we hear about all the time, it goes straight to your liver. Now we know why people are getting blood poisoning. Now we know why the white blood cells and the red blood cells are all out of whack in the injected. Over 48 hours, the liquid nanoparticles distributed mainly to the liver, adrenal glands, spleen, and ovaries with maximum concentrations observed at uh, about 48 hours post-dose. So here's the thing. Somebody out there is uh, engaging into some conspiracy theory, and no, it's not me. They're saying that the reason why Roe versus Wade is about to be overturned uh, which makes it a state's right, doesn't make it a uh, something that is part of the Constitution, essentially, is because you're going to have a lot of sterile people after they get inoculated with this crap. So, in other words, you're not going to have a need for Planned Parenthood and abortions as much because everybody is going to be sterile anyway. The only way that new children are going to be brought into society is going to be through test tubes. 
So please, that's one person's conjecture. That wasn't me. I read it online, uh, but it's long term kind of makes sense. The conclusion of the study is that non-clinical program demonstrates that the vaccine is immunogenic in mites, uh, mites, mice, rats, and non-human primates, and the toxicity studies support the licensure of the vaccine. Does anybody believe this? Does anybody in their right mind believe this? Why would anybody accept these kinds of uh, testing? The testing was fast and loose. The Pfizer documents themselves talk about a 12% efficacy rate, which means it's only uh, these BioNTech inoculations are only effective against COVID 12% of the time. So 12 people out of 100 actually find this crap useful. So this is not a very good way to bring in a new way to inoculate people against stuff. So what is really going on here? And I keep asking this question, and I don't necessarily know the answer to it. What is in these vaccines that they want people injected with that they're not allowing people to not be injected What else is going on there? And I've brought it up countless times. I truly think it is part of an incredibly advanced tracking mechanism that they uh, intend to unfurl uh, by 2030. Now, this comes from uh, the Epic Times with Harry Lee and Roman Balmakov. And they talk about how the deep state was working against Donald Trump during COVID-19. And this, uh, according to Paul Alexander... When former President Trump was trying to tackle COVID-19, the swamp was working against him. Can you imagine the president of the United States fighting against the teachers union, uh, against the CDC, fighting against his own task force? They're working against him. So you need to be there to understand when he said the swamp, he talked about the deep state and it is real. I dealt with them. It's the bureaucracy. It's the entrenched bureaucracy. What does he mean by that? Alexander means the following, that the president can only be elected to two terms at most. So the most anybody has to deal with a specific president is eight years. But these people, these uh, these, uh, maggots like uh, Dr. Fauci and Dr. Birx, Dr. Birx is out there. Uh, She's speaking more gloom and doom than Dr. Fauci ever did. So they're planning something. Uh, Anyway, you've got these individuals that are part of these agencies for literally decades on end. So they're going to be in these positions of power for the upwards of four to five times longer than any president could possibly be in office. That's what they mean by the deep state. These people see presidents and elected officials come and go, but they're still in power. That's the real issue here. You need these bureaucrats, these pencil-pushing, compromised fools. They need to be kicked out of office. No more four-eyed, beady-eyed jerks like Dr. Fauci in there. No more shrieking harpies like Dr. Burks and her dumb scarves. Uh, they need to go. There's got to be a time limit. There's got to be a shelf life on these uh, on these jerks, these morons. Uh, so the CDC, to me, appears to be writing hit pieces on the admin, said uh, in an email. Alexander wrote to an email in August of 2020 and meant at this time to impact school reopenings. And they then send it to the media knowing it is deceiving 
and I asked it to be stopped. Nothing to go out unless I read and agree with the findings on how the CDC found those documents and the data, wrote it, and I tweak it to ensure it's fair and balanced and complete and not misleading. So what he's saying is they just ignored him and they went around him. So these people in the CDC and the NIH, they ignored protocol, just like this clown within the Supreme Court by releasing court opinions uh, illegally, uh, they went around the Trump officials and just started to contact media members directly to try and steer the narrative. That is the ultimate uh, end goal in all of this, and it's just hideous. It's just absolutely disgusting. So you understand how all of this works. If you're listening to me, we know that there is a deep state. We know that everything that gets put out there is compromised and everything that we read in mainstream legacy media outlets is more than likely meadow muffins. Uh, the CDC, he continues, removed 72,000 deaths. Why? I will say it this way. Under the Trump admin, the CDC worked with the NIH, Dr. Fauci, and the media to make the response terrible, make it look like on a day-to-day -day basis, terrible like bad. And they will do that with the numbers. But now... In the present administration, they want to remove those deaths and those problematic metrics because it makes the present administration look bad. They don't want Biden to look as bad as Trump, even though Biden, for all intents and purposes, is worse than Trump's when it comes to anything involving COVID. They closed society on a test that had a 97% false positive rating. I brought this up years ago, and I was ridiculed for it. And remember, at that point... We were having problems in terms of how deaths were classified, how COVID infections were classified, and whether we were really having such an extensive number of infections. So all of the stuff that I've brought up, Chris Michaels, on the Last Call podcast for the past two years is now right. I was 24 months ahead of the curve. Like always, I am brilliant, your guiding light, a, a, a jetty of intelligence and cutting-edge commentary against the rolling shoals of inaccuracy and bullshittery. Talk about a full, loaded sentence, packed full of... Um, of syllables here. I almost ran out of steam there. Trump was working to open society and to open schools. Behind the scenes, though, he was fighting Fauci and Burks and the unions and the CDC, and they were reporting about young children in America hanging themselves. I don't remember any of that stuff. Uh, we could have handled this pandemic just by properly protecting the vulnerable and allowing everybody else to live normally. And that's how we've done it for the past hundred years. And supposedly, Alexander was threatened by people within Hillary Clinton's and Barack Obama's State Department. And they told me in no uncertain terms that Trump is only a visitor here. He doesn't seem to understand that we run things. And that's the crux of the matter. So this is what I'm talking about. Get rid of these people, these bureaucrats like Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks and God knows who else within the Pentagon. They should not be allowed to hold their positions 
indefinitely. There's no reason why Dr. Fauci should be making $400,000 plus per year. There's no reason why there should be a conflict of interest between approving drugs and techniques and medical procedures because Dr. Fauci's wife sits on an approval board within uh, all of that. I mean, she, he and her are terribly compromised. They shouldn't be allowed to be doing what they're doing. They shouldn't be allowed to be making as much money as they make. And here they are, Democrats, true blue, and all the way through. Uh, so th- the Democrats just do not care about laws anymore. They, all, they only care about pushing the agenda. And I would seriously like to know why all of these Democrats are hell-bent on pushing their agendas like the world is going to come to an end tomorrow. Why are all of these people like George Soros and uh, the World Economic Forum and Bill Gates, why are all of them pushing the world to the brink to the to some sort of dystopian future where everybody is tracked and there's digital currencies why are they trying to do that overnight what is going to happen in a short period of time that they're all trying to get ahead of that's my main question i suspect there's a philosophical answer behind that so uh speaking of other dystopian destructive and disgusting uh, that's a lot of alliteration uh, with a D. Uh, Nixium founder alleges that the FBI tampered with key evidence in his case and asks his conviction to be vacated. So Nixium, if we all remember, was a human trafficking sex abuse cult that was run by some guy by the name of Keith Ranier or Ranieri, or it depends who you talk to, um, and he was known for branding women, literally branding them with a hot iron on their hips to note that they are part of his inner sanctum, as D-O-S, dominant over subservient. subservient. Uh, And these women were sex trafficked. Uh, They were groomed since early teenage years. The whole idea of Nixium was under the guise of helping down-and-out women get a better way into to, uh, society, get better jobs, getting into college and all of that. Nixium was really brought to the forefront when they were illegally bundling funds and donating those illegally bundled funds to Hillary Clinton's campaign back in 2015 and 16. So they are out-and-out Democrats. Uh, so when I say illegally bundling funds... They're taking more money than they should and donating it illegally to the Clinton campaign. So certain individuals that are not allowed to donate anymore are going through Nixium and doing that. The other incredibly disgusting, reprehensible, bottom-dwelling, lower-than-snail-turd individual that's associated with Nixium is the Seagram's heiress. That's why I do not drink any more ginger ale. Uh, She's associated with it. She is a huge... Huge money-making machine. So from CNN, uh, Rainier, or Ronnerier, I don't whatever the hell this jackass's name is, was convicted on seven counts, including racketeering, racketeering conspiracy, wire fraud conspiracy, forced labor conspiracy, sex trafficking, sex trafficking conspiracy, and attempted sex trafficking. He's supposed to be in prison for the rest of his life. The whole sentence is about 120 years. And his co-defendant was Claire Bronfman of the Seagram's dynasty. So that's the uh, the ginger ale that I talked about. And she was in there. She got the vapors 
when she was about to be sentenced and she pretended to be overcome with emotions and fainted and blah, blah, blah. She's just, she's just an insufferable twat. Uh, this is from the New York Post. Nixium sex slave cult leader Keith Ranier, uh, pain in the rear, and his co-conspirator, liquor heiress Seagram's, uh, liquor heiress Claire Bronfman. Wait, did I get that wrong? I thought she was in there with ginger ale. Hold on a second. Bronfman, hold on, hold on. Ginger ale. Or does she, do they do both? Hold on a second here. Alcoholic beverage, ginger ale, tonic water, club soda. Okay, I was right. Okay, so she's also got, uh, yeah, ginger ale. That's what I thought it was. Okay, so I thought I was losing it for a second. Uh, but what else do they do? I guess they do things like Captain Morgan and uh, maybe some rums and gin. Gin, that's what it was, Seagram's gin. So she's involved in all of that. So they're trying to overturn their convictions. Now, this is, this. I, I don't understand why you think you can do this. And the, the way that they're trying to do this is incredibly disturbing. They're saying that, uh, or according, at least with Keith's defense, he's saying that the FBI planted child porn on my computer, and that's how they found out. No, I mean, the FBI is more than capable of doing such things, but no, no, no. No, you are a Democrat. You're involved in a cult which grooms little girls, prepubescent girls, uh, early teenage girls into a sex cult to be your sex slaves to the point where you brand them with a hot iron. Don't tell us. Stop it. Don't tell us that, all oh, the FBI, hey, they just planted e icky things on my laptop. I had no idea that this was going to happen. Stop it. Stop it. However, given all of this stuff, given who they're aligned with, given who they donated to, I firmly believe that there is equal odds that they are going to have their sentences reduced, if not vacated altogether. So gotten rid of altogether because Hillary Clinton, now this is it for me, Hillary Clinton. Clinton is probably going to run for office yet again, and that pear-shaped shrew is hopefully going to be uh, defeated. If not, uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe she just has to stay home for the next, I don't eternity. Uh, but I think Hillary Clinton is pulling some strings to get these people out of hot water. Uh, that they were placed into under Donald Trump. Because as we all know, the Democrats are most likely associated with human trafficking. And here's another little wrinkle in the whole thing. I wouldn't be surprised if Zelensky in the Ukraine is about to cave in. No matter what you hear out there with the Ukrainian propaganda and Ukraine is just about to defeat Russia and Russia is going to use nuclear, chemical, and biological weapons to attack the Ukrainians, I think Zelensky is about to cave in and release all of the compromising material on the United States, Germany, Great Britain, and Israel. That's why we saw a massive, massive PR push and a stand with sol in solidarity with the Ukraine from Nancy Pelosi uh, and all of these other people over 
uh, the past few days. Now, if Russia controls the skies over the Ukraine, please do not try and tell me that somebody like Nancy Pelosi is somehow going to make it into the Ukraine and visit with Zelensky. I sincerely doubt that Zelensky is anywhere near Kiev. I I doubt he's anywhere near Ukraine even. If anything, he's on the border of the Ukraine and Poland or the border of Ukraine and Estonia, or something like that. And all these Democrats, all these people in there, they are trying desperately to make him hold out because hes I think he's had enough. I think he realizes that the West sold him out, and he's just a little—he's a toy poodle for NATO, and they're going to—they're going to basically string him out. They bribed him. That's why he's worth $500 million dollars. And he's had enough. So they're, they're trying desperately to say, no, 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 don't say anything. We'll give you more money. Don't worry about it. Uh, just don't say anything. Just don't give up. Just don't tell anybody about the U.S. biolabs and anything else that's in there. So, uh, But ultimately, my prediction is this. Hillary Clinton will run again. Ukraine is still going to be used for a uh money laundering human trafficking drug trafficking by the way did anybody know this but the ukraine was one of the, is not if not the first country to start instituting uh stem cell medical procedures anywhere i mean what's up with that why would they be doing things like that how did they get that status how come we don't know about it so um what did they have to do and who did they have to do it to to get uh, that title of, you know, stem cell bride? Um, so anyway, the point is this. Hillary Clinton probably going to run again. We're going to start to probably see all of these disgusting, reprehensible human traffickers let out of prison like Ed Buck, Keith Ranier, Bronfman, and all of them because they are aligned with Democrats. The more of them that you see released, the more the odds weigh in the favor of Hillary Clinton running again. It's the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. It is Wednesday. As always, you can like me, find me, share me on Instagram, Twitter, and Truth Social at The Last Call Caravan.